Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. Alright, here we go. You've got to get laid. Buddy, please get laid. And if you're sexually attracted and you feel like you want to have sex with them, then you can. Holy shit! This guy, this guy, ding, 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 this guy fucking nailed it. All right, guys, welcome back. Well, it's been a little bit. I've been, um, I've uh, been actually under the weather quite a bit. Ugh, I got the flu and then it's sort of turned into a sinus infection, which I've never had, but damn, they're painful. Ugh, anyway, so let's get on to today's Q&A. We're going to do some Q&A. I've got backlogged on stuff. I thought I was going to do a Q&A a long time ago. Didn't do it, so... I just, I'm not even, you know, there's stuff, there's great questions I'm probably not going to get to because they just got buried in newer questions. And I'm just behind the eight ball on this stuff a little bit. So anyway, let's jump right in. This is, I want to lead off with this one because this is from someone that, a, a guy named Christian. And he sent me quite this long, lengthy message, but kind of the the thing that I'm not going to go through all the questions and all the things he's asking, but the crux of it is, you know, he says, hello, first, I'd like to introduce myself as Christian. Obviously, you know, he's got a pseudo name like me, Layla. (laughs) I am 40 years old. However, I have not received even the slightest touch of a female in over a decade. A sad state of affairs the last 10 years have been. There's nothing wrong with me. Besides, you know, he says he's six foot two eighteen. Um, I think the problem lies with myself. My self esteem is in the shitter because I have a past. And then he kind of goes on to sum up what all that's all about. Blah, which which I'm not, which I'll just leave out. And then, but he then, you know, very kindly says, you know, you have a. By the way, you've got yourself a new fan, big time. I'll get to listen. I hope I get to listen to you with my own little perverted girl, you know, sometime in the future. Well, first of all, Christian, thank you for being a fan. I appreciate that. I know you were um, noting in your in your lengthy email some of the um, episodes that you listened to that you really liked. I would say to you, go back to the beginning and listen to you know, where I started and why I did this. I mean, I came off a three-year hiatus. So three and a half, actually. No physical contact at all. Now, you've let this go to the extreme, Christian, and I just cannot have it. I cannot have this any longer. This is where I want it. That's why this is the one thing I wanted to focus on in your email more so than anything. You've got to get laid. Buddy, please get laid. Physical affection and physical touch is so important as a human being. We're wired for it. And just in those three and a half years, as a woman, it just, it did things to me, you know, not having just sort of 
setting that side of myself into, you know, non-existence. It's like ignoring that, you know, that you have that side. It's not natural. And we're not, you know, functionally, we're, we're really not supposed to be doing that to ourselves. So this is self-imposed on your end, just like I did to myself. It was self-imposed. So you have to break that, break that cycle. Just break it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter who. <laughs> Seriously, find somebody nice that you enjoy. They don't have to be a 10. Just, you know, put yourself out there. Because what you're going to realize is that you've, these are, this is a side of yourself that you've almost forgotten. And when I did it, it, once I kind of broke that, (laughs) broke that cycle, I just couldn't believe, I couldn't believe that I, I'd done that. And so, you know, find, find someone, I'm sure there's somebody that's interested in you. You're just not tuning in. You're not paying attention. You're, you've been, you've got your blinders on, you're, you're stuck in your routine in this rut, but you have to do whatever you have to do just to break it. So that's my suggestion to you. I think that you'll feel a lot better. And then once you kind of get back into it, you'll, you'll desire it more. You'll want it more. You, your light comes back on. I say, it's like right now your light's off. Your light's going to come back on. And then, you know, you're going to start noticing women. They're going to start noticing you more. It's going to be more overt and become more, it's on your radar. It'll be on your radar. So yes, Christian, please tell me, keep me posted on this and tell me what happens? Because you, my friend, really, you need some loving. (laughs) All right. So good luck with that. And do please do keep me posted. Okay. The next question. Is there someone you don't talk to anymore? One of the guys that you wish you still saw? Um, let me think here. Well, you know, the first person that popped into my head legitimately, legit here, was uh, Titanic. And I um, I don't know I, when I talked to him. I talked to him around after the, sometime this year, in the new year. And we were going to get together and it didn't happen. I don't know. I I don't, you know, when when he and I went separate ways, I was a little uh I was irritated with him. Yeah. I mean, uh, we parted ways and I was a little he just he just done some things and I didn't like it. And so um you know, I but he would keep in touch and we'd you know, still chat and things like that. And, but I, but I sort of resisted, you know, just seeing him again. And I, now I wouldn't mind seeing him again. I mean, we always had 
I'm curious. I guess I'm curious. The curious girl is curious. Um, you know, we've always had, we always had a really good connection, almost a little too good. And so to come straight out of the gate and have that with someone, you know, right away, boom, when I I'd committed to, you know, really just not just seeing one person, but I wanted to get out there and experiment. And so that timing would was off on that end for me. Um, and yeah, I just, I think that I'm always, you know, it's kind of taken me a while to sort of, you know, warm back up to the idea of seeing him again, but I have, and I, yeah, I think I, you know, I definitely wouldn't mind. I would not mind spending some time with him, some quality time with Titanic. Yeah. Cause we always had a lot of fun. I mean, I would say on a personal level, just that's, I mean, with the sex, the sex is one thing, which it was great, but the personal level, something about the two of us, we just, we just jibed. And, um, so yeah, I missed that. And, you know, we would go just do stuff. He's, he was, he's a fun guy and funny, fun and funny. And he kind of has this, he has this crazy personality like me where he just doesn't, you don't know what's going to come out of that guy's mouth. And, Hello, beautiful people. I'm here to talk about something that can truly revolutionize your life. Have you ever wished you could have access to pleasure-based sex education right in the comfort of your bedroom? Well, your wish is about to come true with Beducated. Beducated offers over 100 online courses from the world's top experts, bringing you the best techniques and skills to enhance your love life. Whether you're single, in a relationship, no matter your sexual orientation or gender, Beducated is a safe space for all. Try some of my personal favorite courses on Beducated, like how to make your partner squirt, prostate massage, and all the ways to pleasure a penis. You can master new techniques, reignite the spark in your relationship, and build confidence to explore new depths of pleasure. So why buy more stuff when you can invest in your sex life instead? Try all Beducated courses for one day free. You won't get charged for the first 24 hours and you can cancel at any time. No risk with a 14-day money-back guarantee. Get 60% off the yearly pass with my coupon code CURIOUS. Invest in your love life and join Beducated now for just $6.66 per month. By the way, you can also gift your loved ones a personalized Beducated gift card. So what are you waiting for? Click on the link in the show notes and use the coupon code CURIOUS and join the Beducated family today. Remember, it's not just about having great sex. It's about being Beducated. I hope you're enjoying this episode. I'm so sad it has to end. Are you craving more content with me? Don't worry. I've got you covered. Go even deeper with me on my private podcast. You get four additional episodes a month published every Friday, revealing outtakes from my super private personal audio journal, things said after the show, but when I'm still recording, the inside scoop on who's been naughty and who's been naughtier, bombshells I've kept to myself this whole entire time, things I can only talk about with a more intimate group of listeners, and additional surprise bonus content so hot it makes even me blush. So when you finish this episode and you're still craving more, please allow me to satiate you. 
just head over to thecuriousgirldiaries.com and click on exclusive or click on the link in the show notes. All right, on with the show. He, you know, he, he's just, he's a fun, he's fun and, and exciting and flirty and sexy and, you know, all that stuff. So anyway, there's a, there's a little kudo to him. I know I don't talk about him that much, but yeah. So, okay. I think that answered that. Uh, the next question, are you, are you afraid of direct eye contact during sex? Um, I was wondering why somebody asked me this. What, I, did, I'm, I, I was racking my brain when I saw this question come across. Did I at some point say? Maybe I did say that. I don't know. Um, well, I'll tell you this. I... I actually, I don't mind it now because I can't see that well up close. <laughs> but the truth is, um, the intensity, yeah, the intensity, you know, like when you're really like looking in someone's eyes when you're having sex, uh, initially at the, when I first started doing all this stuff, yeah, no, uh-uh. I didn't want any icon. I didn't want anything deep like that. Um now, now I feel differently about it. But yeah, I mean, that would like, don't be trying to look into my eyes. Those are like the windows to your soul. I I used to have a boyfriend that would always give me this real heavy, intense, direct eye contact. And I used to say to him, like, I would say like, stop, you know, like you're, stop, you know, peeking into my soul. Like, quit trying to see what's in there. And that's how I felt, you know, like, oh my gosh, you feel exposed. I felt, you know, you're going to, you're going to see me. You're going to see who's in there. What, you know, I don't know. I just didn't, it would freak me out at times. And so that, yes, the direct eye contact during sex has been an extension of that where I didn't really want to do that. Now, you know, depending on who it is, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely okay with it. Uh, but it, but still it's intense. I mean, you know, for me, that kind of stuff is still always a little bit hard. I'm just way more, uh, I guess, brave about it. <laughs> so even though sometimes it still does kind of freak me out, like, oh my God, he's looking, he's like, like gazing like deep into my soul. So yeah, it can be a little unnerving, but, um, but I just go with it. I do it anyway. Okay. Next question. Why do you sleep with so many men? Don't you feel slutty? You should just stick to one guy. Well, I don't think I sleep with, you know, quote unquote, so many men during this, you know, three year process. I have, yes, I have done some experimenting and slept with different men. I don't feel slutty. No, I don't feel slutty at all, actually. Not not one bit. Uh, I think it's, it's natural to be curious. It's natural to want to try things. I, there's a lot of, there's a lot of attractive men out there. 
And I gave myself permission to have some fun with, with sex and not have it be so heavy and not have it be so, you know, it's the end all, you know, now we're, we're having sex, we're coupling off, we're, we're, you know, we're going to hang our hats and hopes and our life streams and aspirations on each other. And when that doesn't work out, I'm, you're going to be the, uh, root cause of everything that's wrong in my life. <laughs> you know, I just decided that it's okay to appreciate someone just for exactly who they are, not that they have to bring anything, add anything, subtract anything from your life. And if you're sexually attracted and you feel like you want to have sex with them, then you can. So, uh, I don't No, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's slutty in the slightest. And I'm not opposed now, you know, was saying that I should just stick with one guy. I've never been opposed to having just one guy. And predominantly for the bulk of my, you know, life where I am, where I have been sexually active, it has been one guy for the most part. You know, when I was younger, I did some dating and, you know, all that. But I'm, you you know, traditionally I've been a, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend kind of girl. I'm in a relationship or I'm not in a relationship, whatever. But um, I think it's important to stay, you know, to, to stay open to new things, try new things. And this is what's really going to help you know what you really want because most people get in a relationship too soon, too early, they're not mature enough. They make these, or, you know, or they make decisions without just, you know, when they commit to someone else without really knowing themselves what they want. And that usually is, you know, is a recipe for some uncomfortable and overall disappointing things. So I'm just trying to have a good time and figure myself out the best I can sexually and and uh and at some point I may or may not be with somebody to the exclusion of others or I may be with somebody not to the exclusion of others but whatever is agreeable between two people really should just be left between two people and not you know assumed that everybody has to fit into that category. So there you go. Okay. What's up with you and Cowboy N? You guys seem to dance around how much you like each other. Um, I don't think we dance around how much we like each other. I think we like each other. I don't I don't have a problem saying that. I like Cowboy and actually I've said that well, of course I like him. I've said that on a podcast before. I've said very, you know, we're kind of joking. It's it is kind of done in a little bit of humor, you know, where I've said I like you Cowboy N. and <laughs> we said that on our Wyoming podcast. Um so I'm on record with it. I don't have a problem with it. I'm not I'm not dancing around it. I can't speak for him. I don't know. Um 
I don't think he dances around it either. I just think that we're, you know, I haven't point blank said, okay, tell me on a podcast if you like me or not. <laughs> I know he likes me. <laughs> um, so, and I don't think we're, I don't think we're dancing around it. Maybe if I had, maybe if you could, maybe if you wrote back in and gave me a more specific example, you know, to what you're referencing or give me a, uh, uh, a more precise context. I'm then I then I might be able to address what you're really kind of the question behind this question. But um, I'm just not going to be able to guess at it. So I think I answered the gave you a broad a broad answer, which is yeah. I mean, I like him. He likes me. I don't think that's. I don't think we're dancing around anything. Okay. Um. Why has there been no more talk of Mr. Big? Does he know about the guys? And does he know about the podcast? Well, there hasn't been any more talk about Mr. Big because I choose not to speak about him for the most part. I think I said a while back on a different podcast that I just may not, you know, talk about him anymore. Um, And I don't mind bringing, I don't mind talking about him. It's not, that's not, that's not it. It's just, that, you know, it's kind of, it's weird. That's, uh, that he's kind of separate from all this in a way. Uh, he does know about the guys. He does not know about the podcast. And I mentioned that before. And I don't know why. I definitely probably change my mind about that every other day. Like, do I tell him? Do I not tell him? Do I... I don't think he'd care. I really don't. I just think that I think my concern I my concern is that and maybe this is a interesting point to be coming coming on after the previous question but I just I don't want I think sometimes I don't want to have to explain how I feel about someone else to him. You know, how I feel, how I don't feel. Um, When two people are going to be in an open relationship, there's usually some type of, even if it's loose parameters, you know, that there's loose parameters. There's usually some kind of box that it goes in. And with he and I, I think with he and I, it's just for me, it's again, it's more on me. It would be weird for me to have him know or be able to listen to my interactions with someone with another guy. I just worry about that effect. And it's kind of like looking for trouble where, you know, don't go looking for trouble like that. That's just, you know, something I don't want him to have doubts and, about the way I feel about him. And 
I can easily see why listening to these podcasts and stuff like that would, could, you know, could bring about some doubts. And since there aren't any in my mind, you know, I just, I guess it's like, you know, you don't want to go, like I said, looking for problems that don't exist. And I'm sure at some point I will tell him either that or I'll just stop doing this shit just flat out <laughs> so that I don't have to. And, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, that's that that's kind of a good question because it's really, really up in the air for me. Like, do I tell him? Do I not tell him? But at the same time, It's like this is a personal private diary, if you will. And would you just hand somebody your diary and say, here, read away? Or are am, or am I allowed to have my private thoughts? You know, he and I discuss a lot, of course. You know, we discuss a lot sexually and, you know, just and and it's fun and it's exciting and he likes it and, you know, all that stuff. But do, 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 I don't know. I mean, how far do you go with it? You know, like here, like I said, like here, here's my diary. Go ahead, read away. Most of, a lot of the stuff he already knows. It's just the documenting of, you know, other relationships and dynamics and things like that. I don't know. I just don't know if that's, relevant or not relevant. So for him, and I don't know, I'll figure it out. That's still a big, it's a biggie. It's, I'm, I keep thinking like one of these days I'm going to get hit with a lightning bolt and I'm going to know, okay, boom, this is the right thing to do about that. But I don't know. I really, I just genuinely do not know. So that is a good question. Thank you for, thank you for bringing that up. (laughs) Thank you for exploiting my my confusion on that, um, making me sound like a real douchebag. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay. Let's see. How many dick pics do you get a month? Oh, well, I have no idea, but they just keep coming. I got really pissed the other day and just let somebody have it. Sometimes I just, you know, I, it just depends on my mood. This guy just caught me in a bad mood. And I just, you know, kind of went off and then I blocked him. Um, I don't know. It, uh, you know, it just, it doesn't make sense to me. And like, I get a lot of them on Tumblr. That's predominantly, I don't get a lot of them emailed to me. It's weird. I don't know why people on Tumblr feel there's just more dick pickers congregating there. I... I mean, of course, I get a lot of, in, in addition to dick pics, I get a lot of weird, you know, just weird comments or whatever. There's just something, there's just something going on where, you know, guys are really proud of their penises, I guess. I don't know. Like, hey, look at, look what I got. Look at this. I just don't, I don't care. I do not care. I don't know how much how much more I can say that it does nothing. I mean, zero 
for me to see a dick pic from a guy that I don't know, that I'm not interested in. I mean, you could be, it it doesn't, it doesn't do it for me. I'd rather, I'd rather have women send me naked pictures of themselves than quite frankly, at least I could be like, oh, well, she's pretty, you know, like, oh, wow, nice body. You know, I could appreciate, I could appreciate it from an aesthetic, beautiful point of view, right? But it, these dick pics just do zero for me. And I think the biggest irritant for me on that is that I've put on my header, like, no dick pics, please, you know, and, and that's the worst part is that's the, ir- that's what pisses me off more than anything. You didn't fucking read, you lazy moron. Like you can't read three fucking sentences, you know, blah, blah, blah. No dick pics, please. Come on. Really? Really? And that's even, see, that just, that just takes it down a a whole notch or two. If I was going to send somebody a naked pic, just surprise them with it. They don't know me from Adam. First of all, I don't know what on earth would ever compel me to do that. Okay. But number, that's number one. But number two, if I was if I'd been dropped on my head and had suddenly become a complete idiot, just decided that that's what I was going to do, I would read, I'd still, I would read their, their header. It says something about them, just so I know who the fuck I'm talking to. Just a small little tidbit on who the fuck am I talking to? What is this person about? Guys are so goddamn lazy in that respect. Like, they won't even read the fucking header. So that's when you get right down to it. That's what I'm pissed about more so than anything. Not that, I mean, I think you're stupid for sending your dick to some random stranger because again, like I don't care. And you wouldn't pull your pants down or show a dick pic to a stranger on the street as you're walking by. Even if you thought she was attractive, you wouldn't go, Hey, let me show you something on my phone. What do you think of this picture? You know, (laughs) It's not socially acceptable to do in that form. It's not socially acceptable to just send it, you know, randomly either. But but not reading. Ugh. That's that just says you're a lazy fuck. And I cannot respect lazy fucks at all. You're it's a big turnoff. Big, big, big turnoff. All right, I know. I really got on my soapbox about that one. It just it yeah, I don't get it. I really don't. But I just block. Everybody that sends one gets blocked. So that's the fastest way to get yourself blocked. I might say something nasty and then block you. <laughs> I might take a real quick pot shot and then block your ass. Or sometimes I just say nothing and block your ass. If I say something, then there was probably some other frustration in my day going on and you just became the outlet for it. Um, anyway. Okay. So the next, uh, it's more like a question comment thing I want to read. This is really interesting. I got, I got a comment about um, the podcast I did with Cowboy N when we were in the Virgin Islands. And um, this guy said that, you know, he found it really interesting and 
that, um, let's see, I, I'm going to, I have to kind of read two different parts here, two different, um, he just said, I found that, let's see. Well, I do enjoy hearing your exploits. The conversation between you, that you two, and he's talking about Cowboy Ann and I, echoed my own experience to a surprising degree. I mean, we all want to think we're unique and special and all that shit, but hearing Cowboy Ann explain, though vaguely, his methods and approach, it was, I don't know, the word comforting isn't the best word, but it was comforting to know I wasn't the only one that thought this way and approached these types of interactions, explorations in this way. Anyway, conclusion, thank you for sharing. So I, I was... I was just curious. I, you know, I asked him, well, which part of the conversation were you referring to exactly? And I'd love to hear more. So what he sends back was great. And I, I love this. It says, I guess what I've noticed is there is this expected route to a BDSM interaction and relationship. And then there's my route. The expected route is heavy with special rules and terminology and vast array of labels for everything. Honestly, I found that the BDSM community as a whole to be very label happy. I'm not sure if it's just the nature of what's going on and how each individual seeks out the missing part of themselves they want filled, or if it's just a particular personality quirk that BDSM players seem to have a lot of. So for me, when I was listening to Cowboy N speak about his experience and how he came to what he does, I can hear a lot of the echoes of myself in it. Where you were pressing him for specifics, he was only replying with vagueness. He would use common terms like being a brat, but not go into major specifics as to what he was going to do to quote unquote fix that. A tune-up, I think he called it. Now for the first time, when I heard him utter those words, I was driving to work while listening to the podcast, and I did the old, that's what I was trying to say gesture. He had articulated the thing that I had only, that I had only a cloudy formation of a concept about, the tune-up. I had been doing that from time to time in my own experiences, but never labeled it. Just sort of intuitively knew it needed to be done. And the results were always, well, they were always fucking amazing. Let's be honest here. The other part I found really echoed my own experience was when you were pressing him to find out what, where he wants to take you, as in how far he wanted to push you, or what is the extent of how far this whole thing could go, or what he wanted to see you do next. I, once again, felt an echo of my own experience in that somewhat heated discussion. When he wasn't going, when he wasn't giving you an answer and you kept pressing, I was thinking to myself, it's because he can't really answer the question. You are the one that needs to answer it yourself, kind of. Okay, incoming shitty metaphor. Have you ever heard someone that sculpts talk about how the medium told them what it wanted to be? You see someone carving a hunk of stone or an old log. And little by little, you start to see a statue revealed. The sculptor will tell you that they didn't know what they were going to carve until that wood, that stone, that marble, that whatever told them what it wanted to be. It was revealed to them through the process. 
So when you or any other sub asks a dom like me or Cowboy N who work intuitively, where is all of this going? What's the final destination? We can't answer it. We can't tell you because we're still in the process of stripping away the outer layers to reveal the beautiful statue hidden below. Okay. I know. I'm sorry. I did a lot of reading there, but holy shit. This guy, this guy, ding, 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 ding. This guy fucking nailed it. I, let me go through really fast and touch on a few things. Okay. Yes, I do find the BDSM community to be very label heavy. Why? I do not know. I do not know. And for a community that should be really open-minded, sometimes they're really judgy. That's another thing I've noticed, but hey, whatever. Just just something I've observed. I mean, you know, not all the time, but uh, yeah, sometimes I have, I, I concur. I concur with you. This, this guy's name, his username is Julian Lissette. Julian, I concur. Okay. Um, and then the tune-up. Yes, the tune-up is very effective. Very, very effective. And I'll tell you what, from my position, my point of view, I would balk at it, you know, and I still balk at it. If we haven't seen, when we, it's so weird when we haven't seen each other for a while, boy, I get lippy and I get back in my old, like, you know, it's like, yeah, I just get back in my old, maybe I don't want to see bad habits, but, but it's a really amazing how effective that is when, when the tune-up comes your way, boy, it does tune your ass up. I'm not going to lie. It really kind of gets, whips me back into shape quickly. And that's nice because then he doesn't have to spend, you know, a bunch of days and a bunch of time not enjoying me to the fullest extent because I'm being, you know, uh, like as I've been called a little bratty, whatever, whatever you want, however you want to term it. It, it works. <laughs> that shit works. Um, and then lastly, the last part of this, oh my God, that was just amazing what you said. I think you're right. You're dead on. You are dead on. And I was, you know, to me, it, it, I get frustrated because I'm just like, well, why won't you answer this question? Because I always do. If you, I don't know if you've listened to all our podcasts together. I try to weave it into every fucking time we have a podcast because not only do I want to hear it, I want it recorded. I want to know what the fuck he said. And then I want to go back and listen to it again, right? About what he's planning, where he's going to take this, you know, how he sees it going, blah, 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 blah. All those things that I, you know, all those questions I try to pepper him with. And, you know, I think he usually says like, Hey, I don't, you know, like I don't have a playbook, you know? Um, but I like the way you said this too. I mean, yeah. You know, an artist doesn't let the muse usually say, you know, say, Hey, this is how I want you to draw me. Or could you sculpt me this way? Or could now draw my good side. This is how I want you to see me. You don't really, you don't get that opportunity. It's really about, you know, what the artist, like I'm going to use it, you know, I'm going to stay with this guy's terminology in, 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 within the context of how he answered this or what he spoke about, 
you know, the artist is really the one um, steering the ship. So <sighs> I appreciate what you've said, Julian. And that really, ma- I want you to know that made, that was a light bulb moment there. Ding, ding, ding. It went off. Thank you. And um, I'm sure Cowboy N will be relieved. I'll give him a little reprieve. Although I might try to dig around and see if I can, knowing me, if I can't ask, if I can't go through the front door, I'll try to go through the window. So I can't hit him directly with the same exact questions, but I may try to reformulate it a little bit. I'm sorry, that's just my nature. So, but I do understand what you've said, and it makes sense. And thank you so much. I mean, really, sometimes people say the most profound things to me, or they see something that I don't. And that's why, that's really the big part of what I enjoy about this podcast is the feedback. I already know how I'm, what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling. But when, when somebody else, it resonates with them and as well, then they, you know, bring me, bring me some additional little nuggets of wisdom, or they make me look at something and think about it in a way that I hadn't ever before. It's brilliant. It's brilliance in motion. Uh, Same thing with, you know, I don't know if you heard that podcast I did with Sir Inc. You know, he said something to me too, where I just went, I mean, like, holy shit, you know, like, wow. It, It really... I love that. So thank you so much for uh, sending that in and listening. And yes, I love you. Wonderful. (laughs) Okay. I think I lost my place here on my, where am I? I just got so into that. Oh, oh, oh. Um, Let's see. Oh, Larry. These are from Larry. Okay. Oh, wait. No, no, not Larry. Larry's question. Well, I'll do Larry's question. Okay. He says, did you ever get to try BE's sex machine? No, Larry, I have not. Um, So, you know, uh, without revealing anything, BE has some stuff going on right now um, within his family and um, and really needs 100% of his attention. So we haven't been able to get together but we do talk and we do text. And I, now that you've brought him up, I'm going to check on him. I need to check on him, see how he's doing. Um, I think we will use that sex machine. If I have anything to say about it, let me tell you that, that cannot, I cannot let that slip. No. Um, I can get my DP that way. I mean, I still want like the real DP, you know, live with two people. But man, I mean, I can get that. Yeah, I can get that experience. And and then I can suck his dick while, while, while he's I'm getting the DP from the sex machine. Or just suck his dick while I'm getting the DP from the sex machine. Um, yeah, either way. I like it. I'm going to use it. Um, I cannot... I, I cannot not pass that up. When am I ever going to meet another guy with a sex machine? I don't know. Probably never. (laughs) I got to take advantage of that. Okay. So then your next question, Larry, is, and I'm sorry, this was like, gosh, it's back on March 10th. 
Um, I've listened to your, it says, I listened to your week with Cowboy N. I have to say I'm becoming a fan. I know you are warming up to Cowboy N, aren't you, Larry? Yes. Um, it does sound like you needed that tune up too. <laughs> you talk a lot about the wild and crazy sex, but what about the comfort care afterwards? What does Cowboy do? What is said and how are you emotionally protected? This is not my world, and I'm sure others have questions. Well, I think what you're talking about is, you know, kind of what they refer to as aftercare. And while I haven't, while he and I have not formally defined that, um, for me, what we do that is nice now because I'm not like, as he used to say, fucking and running. He actually gets the chance to, you know, not, you know, I guess be a little more, what's the word we're looking for here? Just, I don't want to say considerate. That's the wrong word. Um, Maybe just loving. Well, that's a generic word. We'll say like loving instead of like after a, you know, after a session, if it was really rough and there was a lot of, you know, there was a lot going on. Uh, like the tune-up session, like the tune-up session. Uh, that wasn't very loving. <laughs> it was damn hot, though. Uh, you know, there's obviously different ways to be expressive with yourself in a sexual scenario. And um, so, yeah, so, a- a- but after the fact, um, there's a lot of, and we talked about it. I think we we did talk about it. There's cuddling. There's a lot of, you know, it's the cuddling. And to me, that's what I really like. I mean, I don't, I don't need, you know, like it would be awkward for me if anybody, you know, after a session was like, well, now let me tell you how I feel or, you know, or, or, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, like we just did it. I know what we just did. You don't, <laughs> you know, like, um, and so for him, you know, he'll, will will like sleep almost on top of each other, always touching, you know, and, and staying kind of connected, even, you know, even in our sleep. And that's, for me, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, You know, there's some hair petting and things like that, uh, which I like. I love the hair petting. Um, But yeah, so it's more, it's more just kind of staying in that connected mode. I've never, and I, and, and, you know, like, so as an example, I've never felt, and I know that this can happen. Women can say that they feel, you know, they're not getting any aftercare or they feel the letdown, I guess, kind of the letdown you do. Cause you know, there's, there's a lot going on. Right. And then if it's just like some guys like, okay, here's your hat. What's your hurry after you do all that? Well, that's, that could be offensive, you know, to, to a girl. Um, or I guess any, I shouldn't say, I shouldn't preface it with that. I guess anybody, you know, it could be offensive to anybody after you've done some, some heavy stuff. Uh, but I've never, never felt like that. Not once. Never felt like there's never been a time where I thought, well, that was kind of awkward. Okay. Well, we did all that. And you know, now he's not whatever, fill in the blanks, X, Y, and Z. So, um, so yeah, and and I know some, it's my, I've been told some people have specific things that they like done after the fact. Um, 
I don't have like a list like, okay, I would like, you know, I, I don't have a, like an elaborate list. It's more just keeping the connection going, you know, until we fall asleep. And then even, you know, so I mentioned before, even when we sleep, it's weird. Like, I think I'm always kind of aware of where he is on the bed and I'm always, something's always touching him. Even if it's a toe, you know, I'm always in some kind of physical contact with him or vice versa. And for me, that's really nice because a lot of times it's just like, it's hard for me to be that relaxed with someone. And a lot of times I can't sleep very well when I sleep in bed with someone else, you know, with someone. And I've, uh, I don't know whether he just exhausts me and I sleep really well, but I sleep really well when I'm with him. Uh, it is, it's uncanny. I sleep really, really well when I'm with him. So um, yeah, it's nice. So I hope that answered your question, Larry. I, I, I don't have a real, you know, a real big rule book or list for that, but you know, I think just in broad strokes, people just want to still feel a little bit connected after, you know, some heavy duty uh, sex, (laughs) because like I said, it's not super, you know, we have all different kinds of sex, but when we're, when it's really in, you know, where, where he's really in control and that's the name of the game. Yeah, it's nice afterwards just to still stay, um, to kind of dial it, you know, just be connected just on our nice, calm, soothing kind of level. I hope that answered that. Okay. Um, oh, here we go. You've been called a brat a few times. Do you think you are? Uh, well, you know what? I didn't think I was. It's funny. I didn't think I was, but I've been called out a couple times. And and then listeners will comment on it too. And they see the they see a bratty side. It's mostly dominant guys that will that will pick up on that and see that and frame it as that. Uh I never thought of it that way before and the first time I heard that I was like, "Oh, pff, what? Come on. What are you talking about?" And now that I listen to it, you know, or listen to myself and think about it, I can see that, yes, I think I was maybe just calling it headstrong or, you know, I I had a different term for it, probably something a little more politically correct. But um, I do agree. I now I, you know, I see that. And I, I see why that comes across that way and why that term is appropriate from, from, you know, dominant guys that'll pick up on it and say it that way. Um, because that's how they're receiving it. That's how they're taking it and they're right. So yeah, I do, I do have that side. I do have that side. I kind of call it uppity, whatever. It's my term for it, uppity, just being a little uppity. But like I said, boy, those tune-ups, that just, amazing, amazing how that, how that works, how that just changes that tune 
it's like it's like when you're a kid and you're naughty and you get punished. I mean, it's like, boy, that straightens you up. You know, someone someone kind of knows what your price of poker is. You know, they know like that's that's the if they know like what's the form of punishment you respond best to. Well, apparently, uh, yeah, he knows. So it it's a, it it's very effective, very effective. And we, I don't think I've ever had to have, you know, more than one tune up in in per visitation. <laughs> However, I wouldn't put it past me to need more than one. But so far, it's just very effective. Yeah, and. Yes, I guess I do. To go back and just answer that question, I do think that I have a bratty side. Okay. You said that you don't want DVP. Why not? Okay, so if anybody doesn't know what that is, that DVP is double vagina penetration. And, um, well, I think I said why well, I don't want that either. I mean, hey, I'm I'm sure I'm sure it could be very pleasurable. Like I said, maybe if you got two little dicks. I don't <laughs> if I had two big dicks stuffed stuffed into my vagina, um I don't know. I, I just I don't I mean, why I'd why not just get a big big dildo and <laughs> stuff it in there? I don't know. It, I'm always worried about that getting stretched out too far <laughs> and not coming back. I I know that's a fallacy. Obviously, women have babies, you know, that it 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 comes back. But I don't know. I just it's like I don't know. That's just a little area I like to keep nice and pristine and and um not stretch it out too much. Although then I say something like something like that. And then someone's going to, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I might change my mind about it. I, I have changed my mind about things. So it's possible that I could, I could totally go a different way on that. But right now, I don't know. It just seems a little strange. Okay. Last one. I think this is my last question. Wait a minute. Do I have one more? I don't think so. Did I get through all of them? Yeah, that's my last one. Okay. Um, you mentioned a rape fantasy a few times. I can't understand why you would be drawn to that. Um, well, I know. It's hard to... Un- it- it's hard to understand, I think, because you're thinking of it in the terms of an actual rape. So, I know that the word rape is so polarizing. It's just a negative word. There's just no, there's nothing nice associated with it. So, but it's not. It's not, it's in that context, but it's not in that context because what I'm, what I'm wanting to get out of that is where 
it's probably what I've been complaining about with Cowboy Ann this whole time. Like where I'm like, step on the gas. I want you to push me, do more, blah, blah, blah. That would be a super, super accelerated version of it. And it's more about somebody just taking that control and away and forcing me to do things how they want me to do them. And if that means, you know, I don't, I don't want to fuck you and you're going to force yourself on me that, you know, then I'm losing control. And the idea of that in just in its principle, the idea of me losing control and someone snatching it is literally sometimes what I feel like needs to be done. Not, not, not that I need to be raped by some stranger on the street attacked. No, this is a, this is a a role play. And, you know, I thought, I thought a lot about this at one point it came up again because I always say it's consensual non-consent. It is a role play. It's a rape role play. It's a fantasy. And, and I think Sir Inc. also said, you know, like when he had that experience with, with the girl, one of the, one of his subs, she really wanted that because it was helping her work out some things. And I think I commented at one point saying, I, I don't, you know, I'm not sure why I was drawn to it because I didn't feel that I had anything to work out. Like I wasn't trying to write a trauma in my life or that this had actually happened. And I wanted to sort of change that outcome by where I didn't have control. I kind of did now in this scenario, I sort of would, it wasn't anything like that. And so it did kind of puzzle me a bit. Cause I'm like, why am I so drawn to this? And the more I thought about it and the more I thought about it, it really is just the fact that you know, it's someone taking my control on steroids. It's the extreme version of it. And I am drawn to that. That's what I'm, you know, so interested in. And, and I think it just, you know, I, it, to me, it just appeals to me. It would be, to me, it would be, sexy and you know oh i just yeah i i with the right person and if you know what the boundaries are and and someone can just you know and you have that trust with someone i think acting that out with them would be real hot and but also like i said just that i get to experience in a way that I knew, I knew I'd signed up for, I get to experience someone snatching that control from me in, in really the most harsh way you can imagine, right? Because someone doing that sexually is to a woman, that's a big deal. And yeah, for, to, but to, again, in, within the, within that, within that context of, you know, it being, um, a role, you know, a a consensual non-consent role play. I, I just, I would love to do it, but you know, in that scenario, honestly, that kind of scenario is kind of evolved. I want it to be more of like where somebody was just really breaking me down because I'd be resistant to it. So, like my fantasy would be like, I'm 
in the middle of nowhere with this guy in a cabin and I can't go anywhere. I cannot get away. And he's, you know, he's like, well, you can just run out that front door, but where are you going? We're in the middle of nowhere. And, and while I'm there, it's like, he's just going to do whatever the fuck he wants. I have no say in it at all. And by the end of it, I end up liking it and liking him. Whereas in the beginning, I'm just like, fuck you. You're not fucking touching me. You know, let me out of here. And this would be, I mean, like if I could have, if I could do that for like 72 hours, I would love it. (laughs) I know that sounds strange, but yeah, I just, it's just, it's a fantasy of mine. It's like, I want to be, I want to be able to act that out. You know, like I really fucking hate this guy. He's abducted me and now he's forcing me to have sex with him. And I don't get any privileges. I can't, I have no phone. I can't, you know, like if I want to take a shower, I have to do something that he likes so that I can, anything I do, I have to earn it. Anything. Even having a blanket to sleep on. (laughs) I want this guy like totally, totally in control. Like I'm a fucking prisoner and I don't even know what that means. But this guy is going to show me to the fullest extent what a fucking prisoner slash sex slave I am. (laughs) And then, yeah. So there you go. (laughs) There's my, I know I, people, I know it's hard for people to understand and it's just something I think would be exciting and hot. And I probably never, I don't know that that'll ever come to fruition. Maybe it will, maybe it won't, but it would, it would be, it's quite elaborate and it would take some planning and, you know, so because of that, I don't know how viable it is, but that's, yeah, it, 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 and I'm, I think I'm more comfortable talking. I'm more comfortable saying that right now. You know, I'm more comfortable, or not right now, but just in the very beginning, you know, when I first started talking about kind of things on my bucket list, like that was very, it felt very taboo to say that, to sort of reveal that about myself. But now I'm definitely way more open and, you know, hey, you don't like it. I get it. It's not for everybody. I totally understand. But for me, this would be this is just an extension of of this the control that i don't always want to have and this would be a very extreme way to counteract that so all right well i hope hope that answered that i kind of went on about it but there you go there you have it thanks for listening i have um more q a i don't know when i'll get to that but hopefully soon i think i can start getting back into the swing of things and um also i know there's been a lot of q or questions about the stuff i've done with sir inc trying to schedule some time with him where we can sit down and just go through those questions i like him i i hope i know and i'm getting a lot of positive feedback about those podcasts they're just fun i mean he's fun to talk to i I like it, you know, and I always get, I always get a real interesting perspective or he says something that just where I go, boom. Oh yeah. You know I mean? Like it makes it, it's helpful for me and 
I enjoy it a lot. So, and I know you guys are too. So I'll keep those coming. All right. Well, have a good one. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend and make sure you're following me on social media. Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com and join my subscribers only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com. <laughs>